And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with New Age Insider's Chief of Staff, DC Matthews, and the unendorsed Doc Manson. Hello out there, boys and girls in the neighborhood. My name is DC Matthews, at DC Matthews NAI. I am joined, as always, by Doc Manson, at Doc Manson. This is DDT Wrestling. And notice. DDT Wrestling! And notice, I didn't call you a sidekick, because I didn't want to go down that road. It's okay. You don't have to say it. Everybody on Twitter said it. It's okay, little chum. It's just fine. Although, I'm quitting the show. Although, do you know what else they said? Did you Re- hear me? Ready? I'm, I'm ignoring you because you do that once a week. I'm ignoring you. <clears throat> I'm going to say it right now. I didn't see any good gifs online, but I was looking for them. The crowd has spoken. The neighborhood has had their say. Apparently, I was wrong. The pronunciation, at least in the common parlance, is GIF. I bow to you and your proper pronunciation. You just said GIF twice in a row. Isn't it GIF or is it GIF? It's GIF. Now I'm so confused. I thought that it was supposed to be GIF. It is GIF? Well, no. I mean, it's supposed to... Look, listen... (laughs) I'll be, I'm I'll be, so I don't confused. know why we're having this conversation again. Because because be, everyone loved how mad you sounded. Okay, I'll be up front. I said this in the in the last conversation. I know I'm wrong. Like the internet consensus is GIF. The creator of the file format says it's pronounced GIF. I know I'm wrong, but I still think that logically it should be GIF. And that's why Well, you know what? We're done with the conversation. We're moving on. We're not going to talk about this anymore. I know I'm wrong. However, I still think GIF is right. And if you're a GIF supporter, well, you can just get right the hell out. Get the GIF out? That is not what I said. Get the GIF out? Also <coughs> not what I said. I, I can, You can tell how dumb this conversation was that I forgot which side I was on in the seven uh-huh. days since we've had this conversation. Meanwhile, this actually matters to me. Oh, well. How does that make you feel about yourself? That you just, you know... Come off on a lark. Doesn't matter what my feelings on the subject are. You're just in it for a good laugh. How does it feel all the times you say something that you know I care about and you smush it under your boot, you son of a... How Man, do... it feels so good. <laughs> we are 72 hours away from Survivor Series. And I think I can sum it up in one sound. Eh. I thought you were going to make that mouth fart noise. I I didn't know how it would sound on the recording software that we have. Although I do have my fancy... Bill Neville, Bill Neville, are you listening? Doc and I both got the little... What what do you call this thing that we have here on our microphones? I believe you call it a pop filter. We we got a pop filter, Bill. We are professionals. We might get swing stands. We might do all sorts of things. So might uh, fun fact inside baseball here, uh, Mrs. Matthews and I are in the very preliminary stages of of house hunting, and oh, I have to, I nice have, of you to tell me. 
it's in the very preliminary stages, but I have to tell you, the one or two houses that we've looked at seriously, in my head, I'm plotting out, all right, where would the podcast studio go? Where would I put the... Where could Doc and I sit and face each other face-to-face and have these conversations? Here's a question for you. I, I know this is going to be super entertaining for the neighborhood, but what's your... Uh... What's your time frame? Like, when are you actually thinking about buying? Like, are you just doing preliminary looking now to see what's out there, get an idea of prices? Or are you guys, like, serious, looking for uh, property to buy? If we found something in the right price in the right area, which actually means closer to you, we were in... Well, (laughs) it's funny because... (laughs) You're moving? We're we're in the super preliminary stages. Like, we haven't looked at any houses yet. But uh, we might be moving away from where we are, so who knows? (laughs) How far away from where you are? Like states away, towns no, away? No, 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 no. It would be nearby. All I right. can't imagine going very far. Well, regardless, now that we've caught up on our just personal friendship there, how's everything with Mrs. Manson? She's good. Oscar's lovely as always, I hope. Oh, yeah. He's downstairs barking his head off right now. I can right, hear him. can't hear him. I, I uh, can hear him. I'm sure right. the neighborhood can hear him, but that's okay. Oscar is a welcome member of the neighborhood. Survivor Series. Let's get back to it before I talk about cranberry sauce, which I want to get to at some point. Survivor Series is 72 hours away, and honestly, Hold on, wait, wait. there's before very we get little that, about this that I care about. And we, I am the, did I have the conversation with you, or did I have this conversation somewhere else? The difference between stuffing and dressing. That was here on last week's show. We talked about that, stuffing that was here? dressing. That was on okay. last week's DDT Wrestling. Okay. Okay. I think Never? every week okay. I think every week we'll talk about a different Thanksgiving staple. I'm hoping today's cranberry sauce, but we'll get to that. Um why is it, Doc? Explain this to me. I am the Pope of Positivity. I'm supposed to be tooting the horn here for these pay-per-views. Why is it that I am so apathetic about Survivor Series? I'm excited about very small pieces of this show. Help me, Doc Manson. You are my only hope. Uh, I got nothing. I'm just going to put it out right here. I don't know why you come to me for help on trying to find something positive. As everybody knows, I hate wrestling. I don't like pro wrestling. Uh, I don't care about it at all. I, I was wondering when you were going to bring this up. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I just I feel like you know it's a well-known fact. That I barely watch pro wrestling, <laughs> and that I don't care about it at all, and so I'm really the last person in the world that should be hosting a podcast or co-hosting a podcast. And so, I mean, I really I'm just dumbfounded as to why you would ask me what there is to look forward to in this product. Uh, because we know that while people may claim that on the Twitter, people may claim that you don't care about pro wrestling. We know that's not true. If if you listen to the passion, the passionate pessimism hashtag that is in Doc Manson's voice when he talks about this product, you want to love pro wrestling so much. And when they fail you and disappoint you, it eats you alive from the inside out. And... No one can hear that and say, oh, you don't care about pro wrestling. You almost... Uh, incorrect. Someone, in fact, can say that. We're not going to talk about him, because obviously <laughs> he's wrong, and he said he wasn't going to listen to our show anyway, so who cares? Yeah, fair enough. <clears throat> if we ask the neighborhood, go ahead, I'll ask you, neighborhood, do you think Doc Manson doesn't care about pro wrestling, or do you think that perhaps he careth too much? 
And it I is- mean, okay, let's be let's be completely honest here. I understand that when you go online, everybody complains about professional wrestling. Everybody is displeased by the product, right? That's all you can find online is people who are dissatisfied. So, like, I understand that maybe hearing my dissatisfaction comes across as trite or rote. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. I can get that maybe that's, you know, a little difficult to hear because that you get that any everywhere you go on the internet. I get it. Any sort of back forum, all you get is negativity. Sure. But the one thing that I'd like to say, at least I'd like to believe about myself, is that all of my negativity has a foundation. Like, it, it, it's earned. You know what I mean? I always have a justification for my hatred. And, you know, when they do something right, I'm there being positive, but I just, I just don't feel like we should give them, you know, uh, just a free pass on when they poorly execute. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah, you kind of just have to accept the fact that they're going to drop the ball on things. But I just don't think we as a group should accept the fact that they're going to drop the ball most of the time. I think we should strive for a product that is better than that. And again, I know that's super subjective, but there's no way to be objective about this. It's all about what you like and your opinions. That's the only reason why we talk about anything. It's all opinions. Either you like listening to us talk about our opinions and the, the conversations we have and going back and forth on a subject, or you don't. That's just about personality. That's all it is, right? I agree. I agree. I think that what separates us and the New Age Insiders in their podcasts from the rest of the... Well, I'm not even going to say the rest. From some other podcasts out there is that when we air our grievances with this product, we have, as you said, there's a reason why. We're not saying, oh, that was just so stupid. And oh my God, it was so stupid. And why'd why'd they have to do that? Because it was just so stupid. Stupid. And like, don't get me wrong, I understand you can reduce our opinions down to that bare minimum, but I do feel like we we try to go a little above and beyond and explain ourselves. I don't know. Yes, we have, we have a rationale. I feel this way because X, Y, and Z, or maybe they could have done this. And the problem is, try to imagine social media in the era of Duke the Dumpster Drossy and the wrestling plumber T.L. Hopper. If you think we're negative in 2015, go back to when the Ding Dongs were wrestling. Go back to when you had guys like that. Things were going to be so much worse. You know what? We're willing to call it. We have a forum where we can talk 24 hours a day if we want to about professional wrestling. Obviously, we're going to have problems with certain things, especially when I can go online and 18 different people can offer me an alternative saying, oh, I could have done this, or wouldn't it be great if this guy came back and challenged this guy? I think that's what's fun about a wrestling podcast. I know, okay, so fantasy booking is a dime a dozen, just like the negativity on there. Everybody's got their pins. Everybody's talking about it. Like, I get that that doesn't make us special, that we're sitting here talking about how things could have played out. But I'd like to think that within the community here, people you know, like our general personalities, our opinions, and they want to hear, oh, well, maybe where would where would they have gone with this? I, I'm not, 
I'm not fooling myself. I know I don't know any better than the actual writers. I'm not saying that, oh man, if only they listened to me. I get it. This is fantasy. This is just a tangent of, of all, what could have been. Like, I get that, right? I'm not affecting change from my computer here. Nobody on the WWE staff is listening to us. I think it's just about having a conversation with our friends. The friends in the neighborhood, man. If anybody, if, if anybody out there has ever given a tweet of, oh man, I didn't like that, or I really love this, or I wish this could have happened, or I predict that you know Cesaro is going to win the championship, whatever. That's all we're doing here, man. We're just gabbing. We're having a good time. Or at least, I'd like to think so. I'm going to assume that I know the last 30 seconds of what you said because you totally cut out on me. Oh. So, so we're having a little bit of technical difficulties here. Yeah. Okay. Although you you just came back. So, we had a little technical glitch there. We might cut that out. I'm making a mental note of when that is. I'm actually going to write it down. Cause you totally, do I have to do anything? No, you're fine. <clears throat> you, totally yeah. went, you totally went into slow motion there, but I think we're okay. I think we get the general idea of what you said, because you're going to come across on your audio fine. Yeah. I, I agree. I think this is what it's for. And now I have to mention the email, the email, what, what, the email, because we didn't just get one email, Doc. We got two emails. We got two emails from our friends in the neighborhood? Two different members of the neighborhood sent us emails. And one of them asks us to do fantasy booking. So so here's the thing. I'm just going to say it right now. Everybody in the neighborhood is our friends. If you want to be friends with DC Matthews and Doc Manson, all you got to do is connect with us on Twitter. But if you want to be our best friends... The absolute best friends in the neighborhood. You gotta send us some email. What's that email address, DC? I know what it is. It's ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Why why'd you ask me if you were gonna give the answer yourself? Well, I wasn't gonna give the answer myself, but I thought maybe my audio had cut out again because you were giving me this weird shaky back and forth, so I really wasn't sure what was happening. No, that's fine. No, you did great. It, it was a little glitch, but that's okay. So yes, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. We got two emails. I'm going to save the fantasy booking from our good friend Magnum. Uh, I'm going to save that one for when we actually talk about because we were talking about Survivor Series at one point. Um, he's asking us in relation to the Survivor Series tournament to do some fantasy booking. Uh, before we get into the meat of the show, here's something for you. Our second email, which came from a good friend, Chris C underscore Hawk1994. You can find him there Seahawk. on Twitter. Seahawk. Uh, good member of the Is neighbor. That like a reference to the football team? No, I don't think so, because he's a, he's a New Englander, like we are. He, you know, we've discussed the Red Sox. I know, I think, if you cared about baseball, I think you'd be a Yankees fan, but I'm not even really sure about that. Why do you say that? I, what about me makes me a Yankees fan? I, I don't know. I thought you were a Yankees fan. Our mutual friend is a Yankees fan, I believe, or at least claims to, even though I don't think he watches sports either. But anyways. Is uh, that the tall one? The tall one. Okay, got it. I think he used to wear a Yankees hat once upon a time. So... Seahawk asked us to explain the difference, and this goes ties into uh, the tweeting and social media and everything. Um, we need to talk for a minute about fact and opinion, which is something that as a teacher I actually teach to my students at least once a year. Because fact. That is true. Because 
there are some people and there are people who we've had this argument over the last few days and I got to tell you I've talked about this guy on the show uh he's a friend he's a member of the neighborhood um <clears throat> we just have a difference of opinion in terms of the definitions here because he was and I can't even remember the subject but he was talking about how so and so is such a terrible worker and it's a fact or so and so is so bad and it's a fact and I think Seahawk asked us to talk a little bit about fact and opinion because some people aren't sure so for example when I talk about how Ryback is a terrible wrestler fact no that is not a fact you oh, like sorry. Ryback I sure do I think he's great that is an opinion. My personal but opinion. But I also don't know what you mean by terrible as a wrestler. Do you mean he's terrible in the ring or he's terrible as an entertainer, as a performer all around? Wrestler could mean either thing in this context. I really wasn't sure what you meant. Well, and I suppose that's a good – you have to define your terms. And I don't know that when we were having this debate because 18 people were in on it. Um, I'm not sure we necessarily define the terms. But I express my opinion. It is a fact that Bret Hart – won the world title at WrestleMania 10, beating Yokozuna. That is a fact. You can look it up in a book. You can look it up on the internet. It's a proven fact that that happened. I, well, I mean, only if you believe in this universe and this existence. Oh, my God. I knew it. Oh. I mean, metaphysically, none of this may have ever really happened. We could be figments of our own imagination. It's time for Deep Thoughts with Doc Manson. Would you like to expand on that? Talk more about the metaphysical realm on this wrestling podcast. <laughs> I think I'm all set. Let's go back to Ryback. <laughs> all right. So that is a fact. My opinion is that Bret Hart was a great wrestler. You could disagree. You could hate Bret Hart. And we could debate the He was an excellent in-ring wrestler. Yes. And then again, like you said... Was he? Did he have the greatest charisma? Was he the best promo guy? Nope. Did he fact. connect with the fans? No. And I freely admit that. Nope. Wait, is that fact or is that opinion, though? I think that, again, you unless you're going to prove it, you have to have some sort of rubric and standardized right. assessment. Like, if you of, wanted to, like, put... If you wanted to get, like, you know, uh, the total gate ticket sales from... You know the years when Bret Hart was champion versus Stone Cold or whatever. You could probably have some sort of fact there saying that he brought in you know less business, but I don't think you can really expand it any further than that. I don't think you could actually say that that then means he connected less with the fans. No, for all we know, the total market was smaller at that time. You know what I mean? Like that's there's too many variables that enter into that. Yeah, yeah, and what and. And also, you know, you have to consider, the again, like you said, the market. And also, it's not... You might go to see the marquee name. People might have watched Raw just for Stone Cold Steve Austin. But you also have to have a assortment of people around him to make the show worth watching. Otherwise, people aren't going to just watch. Nobody's watching this show solely for Roman Reigns. All right? Nobody's watching this show solely solely for Bray Wyatt. You're watching the show for your favorite superstars, plural. <clears throat> but I agree. It's hard to... You, you can't determine that. There are certain things that are going to be subjective. And we have to understand that in the world of professional wrestling. A fact is something that has statistics to it that we can therefore prove. John Cena is a 15-time world champion. I can prove that with records in history. John Cena is the greatest champion of all time, 
That is an opinion, not one I particularly hold, but it is an opinion, and you can debate the pros and cons of that. All right? So we need to establish that. Fact versus opinion. Fact, Eva Marie can't run the ring ropes to save her life. Opinion, I still think she's a good total package wrestler heel right now. I did not watch NXT. I'm going to tell Mrs. Matthews they just said Eva Marie is the total package. In terms of being a heel, in no other sense. She you is didn't in specify. I'm specifying it now because I don't <laughs> I'm not putting it past you that you will tell her that. I'm texting her that right <clears throat> now. I believe it. Um in terms of being a heel, dear, that's all I'm talking about. You're the only one for me. I love you, Mrs. Matthews. I really do. You are my sun, my moon, my starlit sky. All right. I feel similarly about Mrs. Manson. Of course you do. However, uh Oscar okay. and I <laughs> I'm not well. nope, you go ahead. That's your summer jam. I think we can move right along. I think we should move rapidly along. So, are we settled here? Fact versus opinion. We've established that. Um, well, did did Seahawk have a question? Did you, did you ever read his email? It was it honestly was a one sentence thing, and it was kind of an inside joke based on the fact that uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to. I'm still not going to say his name. You know who you are. I'm still a big fan of your work and what you're doing. But all I'm going to say is, in this instance, you have to understand the difference between fact and opinion. And unfortunately, a lot of people kind of joined in the discussion versus what was fact and what was opinion. So we have to understand the difference between that. We all have very strong opinions. And in some cases, they're not rooted at all in facts. My feelings on Ryback are more just, I hate his face. I just hate his face. His face is awesome. And if you just imagine with little pointy ears, dude looks just like a French bulldog. And you know the best part about that is? He has a French bulldog. It's shocking that you know that. I, I don't... I Instagram. I don't know what that is. is that, I'm telling you. Check it out. It's awesome. Is that what you put a s'more on? And it's, when you want s'mores right away, Instagrams. But um yeah, the, the show's over. Um, no, we need to talk episode. about Survivor Series. No, 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 we're done. This is the last episode of DDT Wrestling. Uh, it's been a great while it lasted, and good night, everybody. Survivor Series. I'll do this show by myself if I have to. I've done it before. Just like you used to. And nobody listened. Survivor Series is happening on Sunday. Um, I'm going to do the same thing I always do with you. Uh, can you name for me... The match is this Sunday. It is literally in three days. We're having this is this is our prediction production show. This is the prediction production show. You I have, didn't prepare for that. You have well. That's why I'm asking you. What are the matches happening? Don't look at your computer. Tell me what's happening well, tonight. Or I can Sunday tell you night. based. I can tell you based off of the notes I wrote down about Raw. That it's Roman Reigns versus Del Rio, Ambrose versus Owens. The winner of those two matches going on to face each other for the belt, which yes. ends with Roman Reigns winning, but then losing it to Sheamus. And then we could we can discuss that more later. No, that's fact. Uh, and then uh, we have Paige versus Charlotte. I know because of that hoopla. Um, and then I know, or at least I think I know, that it's going to be. Someone in the Wyatt family versus the Brothers of Destruction. I think I don't think they said though. I think it's random two members or something. They they will announce again. This is the problem with us doing this on Thursdays tonight on SmackDown. They will announce who it is. Would you like to know who it is? Uh, sure. Would you like to guess who it is? Um, Beef Stroganoff and Luke Harper. You're one for two. Beef Stroganoff is a part of it. 
Oh, then it's Eric Rowan. Incorrect. It's Bray Wyatt? Bray With Wyatt. With Beast Stroganoff? Bray Wyatt and Braun Stroganoff to take on the Brothers of Destruction in a, I, I believe, a traditional tag team match, which bothers me, but that's okay. Uh, Are there any Survivor Series matches? There like is a there Survivor. is a traditional five-on-five Survivor Series that has currently, including tonight on SmackDown, not been announced. We just know it will be five-on-five, but we have no idea who's in it. I have a guess. Oh, I think we I know. A, it's probably Cesaro <clears throat> and Neville and Dolph Ziggler and... Kalisto and did I say Neville already? Dolph Ziggler has a match. Dolph Ziggler is wrestling Tyler Breeze. Oh. So my guess is my guess is it will be the Dudleys, Cesaro, Neville, and Kalisto. You got those three. uh, Versus Sheamus, Barrett, The Ascension, and Stardust. Five on five. Can't wait. I'm excited. The match will be good, but there's no story. Which now, now they were discussing this on the New Age Insiders podcast, and I want your opinion on this. Uh, <clears throat> looking back, thinking back in your mind, did the Survivor Series matches historically have huge stories? Wasn't it always some sort of amalgam of talents, faces, heels? Maybe they had little individual feuds, but there wasn't. Like, I tend, I, I tend to remember that the captains were typically in programs against one another. And the rest of the people were just there because they were sort of friends with the captains of the team. And that's what I kind of remember, too. It was the Ultimate Warriors team versus Honky Tonk Man's, Honky Tonk Man's team. And maybe there would be little sub-feuds in there, but there were, usually wasn't much. So they were alluding to these big stories. And I know last year we had the big story of whether or not the authority was going to gain control. But to me, that seemed like an outlier because usually I thought it was all kind of random so you can chime in neighborhood if you'd like. I could be wrong on that, but you all right over there? We're good. All right. So <clears throat> you've got Braun and Bray versus Taker and Kane. We'll talk about that. You've got the tournament. I'm assuming they haven't announced this yet. I'm assuming we're going to see New Day versus the Usos for the tag titles. That seems likely. Maybe they'll be part of the five on five. Maybe that's maybe. oh, it could be instead of the Usos. Instead of the Dudleys, uh, instead yeah, of the Dudleys, right. it'll be yeah, the yeah, Usos, yeah. and instead of Ascension and Stardust, it could be New Day. That's entirely possible. New Day ver- teaming with Sheamus and Barrett, that's that might be possible too. I figure they have to have at least one title on the line because you have your Intercontinental and your U.S. Champion in the tournament, so those belts aren't going to be defended. So I thought they'd at least want three of the five to be defended, but I could be wrong. Women's are being defended. Yep, and the world title will be up for grabs. But right, so I assume right. they toss the tag titles in there as well. So, all right, ah, pretzels. Ah. <laughs> Welcome to the Doc Manson has a snack portion of the show. Are those cranberry flavored pretzels, Doc? Nope, they just taste like sea salt. Nom, nom, Do you nom. enjoy cranberry sauce? Yes, I do. Uh, chunky. But it has to be in the shape of the can. Thank you. Thank you. People make the uh, like the from scratch stuff with actual cranberries and like that orange zest. Disgusting. And I want to throw it in their face. Correct. I want to throw it in their face. Yeah, it's like so that bad. high gourmet uh, uh, fancy stuff. That's, yeah, no good. Give me the can. Give me the can, the Jello you. Jiggler style. Uh, yes. Uh, I want to I see the ribs. Of the can. Exactly. And the cranberry sauce. Oh, man. It's so good. It's just so good. Uh, we had once a month, or before Thanksgiving at the school I work at, they do a big Thanksgiving mm, dinner. Pretzel. 
And they brought in a giant, they had a giant can, like 10 pound can. How many listeners do you think we're uh, losing right now? They did karaoke on NAI Pod singing their favorite wrestling themes of all time. I think we're good. I have to imagine this is way more irritating than having some karaoke. Listening played, to you munch the pretzels? I, maybe uh-huh. maybe they'll send, maybe a good friend in the neighborhood will send you some snacks to eat on the show. Are they pumpkin flavored pretzels or is that is that time passed? Oh uh, no, it's not even really a pretzel actually. It's a it's a townhouse cracker, but it's it's a I'll show it to you. It's a, it's a pretzel thin uh sea salt townhouse cracker. They are delicious. Mm. DDT Wrestling brought to you by Townhouse Crackers. No Limits Heffenweizen. 16 ounces. Delicious. Has there um, been a DDT Wrestling you've done where you haven't been drinking a beer? No. I kind of think the secret to our success is to just lower my social inhibitions just a little. I I had a Mike's mixed berry hard lemonade before we got on the air. That's how I roll. Fair that's, enough. That's how I roll. All right. Uh, not cranberry, sadly. And, oh, there we go. Okay. We're having technical glitches all over the place here on DDT Yeah, this is not a good night. I apologize to the neighborhood. Our our Skype session here is uh, not, it's letting me down. Skype, you letting me down. All right. Um, so how do you want to start? Do you want to start with the tournament and work our way down? Do you want to start with Ziggler and Breeze, which might as well be a pre-show match and work our way up? How do you yeah. want to handle this? Um. Well, first of all, uh, the five-on-five Survivor Series match that they haven't even bothered to announce the participants of yet. Um, do the good guys win or do the bad guys win? I guess the good guys? I, w- I, I would assume so. They usually do. Like I said, I think Sheamus is probably going to be... Part of the... You know, I, ke- I, well, I keep saying that, and he doesn't actually ever do anything. So at some point, I think they're just going to have him stop coming out with the briefcase, actually. And they're just never going to mention it again. Does that mean the end of Money in the Bank? Does the whole thing go away, or do they just... No. Nope. nope. They it ju- just means the next Money in the Bank comes around, and <clears throat> he's, they just say... He's the Money in the Bank winner that everyone forgot? Uh-huh. Okay. I think we'll all be happier that way. But honestly, we could have predicted this when he won that match. Am I right? I, I'm, we're going to have this discussion. I, I can see where he's meaningful for the next two months. Ah, huh. uh, you're wrong. I that might be fact. That might by, be fact. By attempting to take the position that Sheamus could be meaningful, uh, you are clearly incorrect, sir. What is your favorite Survivor Series match of all time? Do you have a favorite one? Like does one Here's stick dark, out deep, in your mind? Deep dark secret. I hate Survivor Series matches. They're boring as hell. Go there's on. There's too much. There's just too much tag team going on, and. It's slow, usually, and it's just back and forth, especially the older-style matches. They would just go on for forever, basically, and like you said earlier, the captains would be involved, but it seemed like everybody else was just there as fodder. It was kind of just delaying the part of the match that you actually wanted to see. I don't know. And see, I loved Survivor Series, but I loved the tradition of it. I miss when it was on Thanksgiving, because... And I've talked about this on podcasts before. My parents loved it when I was home because they were overprotective. Love you, Mama and Papa Matthews. Uh, but so they would happily invite my friends over on Thanksgiving night, and we would. And because it was on the Thanksgiving, you had the next day off. And well, here's I'm, a little fact: I might have liked a lot of wrestling a lot more if I ever watched any of it live. 
I never did. We never got any pay-per-views or anything like that. I always saw it way after the fact on VHS, so... Well, and that's true, and seeing it live does help. I remember uh, Lex Luger was captain of a team. I think Tatanka and the Steiner brothers were, you know, wrestling... Scotty Steiner? Scotty Steiner, before he went crazy. He was he was a little crazy, but he wasn't full-on Coco crazy yet. He wasn't, he wasn't doing math. He wasn't doing math. But, you know, they took on, like, Yokozuna, the Quebecers, and Ludwig Borga. I think I just got that match... Exactly right. I'm so happy. Um, my favorite ones, though, from the old days, and this was before I watched, I was watching on VHSs in my grandmother's living room. They were the five tag teams versus five tag teams. So literally, you couldn't run the ropes because there were wrestlers completely around the ring because it was 10 guys on a side. And you know, when one person got eliminated, the whole tag team got eliminated. So if Nikolai Volkov got pinned, he and Boris Zukov of the Bolsheviks got eliminated. So I loved those because it was just mass chaos. And the matches weren't good, but it was just so cool to see all of these different people. Like, the Killer Bees! Oh, man, they were awesome. So I'm bored just listening to you talk about it. Well, that's... That's that's what I do as chief of staff of the New Age Insiders is I talk about wrestling and bore people. That's why I'm here. It's cool. I don't like professional wrestling. So. Would you stop? <laughs> Would you stop? Would I please? I, that's, These pretzels that's, are making me thirsty. That's it, you know. That's it. What? I'm Gorilla Monsoon and you're Bobby Heenan. I'm, I'm, I, I steer the ship and you add the color commentary. That's for I me. Mean, I'll accept it. That's the best comparison anybody's ever made. That might be it, mm, and which is sad because I wanted to be Bobby Heenan, but you are clearly a much better weasel than me. When I have the pretzels in my mouth, do I sound more like Bobby Heenan? No, 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 sir. You spit those pretzels out right now. You, you, oh, you weasel. Oh, if you thought the Reigns hate was bad, the Bobby, <laughs> the Bobby Heenan hate that you're about to get, don't you mock the brain on my watch, sir. I love Bobby the Brain Heenan, thank you. I think uh, even he would not be against taking a shot when a shot could be taken. That is either the best or the worst moment in the history of DDT wrestling, perhaps both at the same time. Um, Fair enough. So Dolph Ziggler and Tyler Breeze. Let's move I guess quickly. we have Tyler Breeze win just because you got to give him something, right? I, I would hope so. I would hope so. But as we proved in NXT, this is a man who can just lose and keep losing. So maybe... I don't think that carries over. You know, no, I don't think it does. The the, the the career trajectory in NXT is that... Oh my god, the crinkling. I'm putting them away. I'm closing it, so I'm not tempted. They're away. No more pretzels, neighborhood. I'm sorry. I apologize. Bobby Brain apologizes. <laughs> you just sounded drunk then. You sounded like Ric Flair then. Oh, sorry. That was more Ric Flair. <laughs> oh, we should talk about Ric Flair later. Oh, we're we're going to talk about the whole Flair family. It's a sad story. We're going to talk about the Flair family. So, um, career trajectories are different. I do think Tyler Breeze needs a win here. I hope he gets it. I, I worry this is going to be one of those, while WWE doesn't really like Dolph Ziggler, they think he's too big to lose to a new guy, and it'll be one of those. This could be one of those, Dolph Ziggler gets the win, Tyler Breeze attacks him, and we get a gimmick match at TLC. It could be one of can those Can I ask things. you a question? You can always ask me a question. Do you think that Dolph Ziggler is the new Zack Ryder? 
I'm thinking like, you know, that, oh, you probably weren't watching. Were you watching when Zack Ryder had the big thing with John Cena and, oh, what was her name? Uh, Eve, Eve Torres, Eva Torres, was it Eva or Eva? Eve Torres, yeah. Eve Torres, that whole thing where he thought she was... Uh, his girlfriend. I have no idea what you're talking about. And he was all. in the wheelchair. I it was no it, it was idea. it was Zack Ryder's main event push. It was when they gave him his one shot, and he uh, it didn't. I, uh, I don't. Did not go I well. don't believe that Zack Ryder ever had a main event push. So. Oh, he totally but, did. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. I what what I will say the comparison I would make is. It's the whole, I'm going to try to use the internet to get myself over. And WWE, more than anything else, will smack you down for trying to do that. We're going to see that with Lana, I think. Because Lana tried after this whole... We should get into the Paige and Charlotte thing, since we're really talking around it right now. But after that whole thing, Lana took to Twitter to kind of defend it and say Paige bullied me in NXT and all of that. And WWE reportedly, this is what the rumors state... Um, WWE isn't a fan of the fact that she's trying to get herself over and get a, a storyline on her own via social media. They hate that. If you try to get yourself over, Adam Rose did it, Dolph Ziggler did it, Zack Ryder did it, they will use it a little if they can, and then they will cut you down. Which uh, I think is so ridiculous that they talk about wanting guys to take you know, the brass ring or whatever and run with it. Vince talks about that. And when people use modern communication means to do so, it's viewed as a negative. Like, I, There's just a disconnect there between, I think, how some of the world works these days and what they are trying to do to protect, to protect uh, what their creative staff is trying to do. I just, it's... You think they'd embrace it? Well, well, and I think it. You know, whether this is a sign of the times or not, I think Vince McMahon is saying you're going to take the brass ring in the way that I want you to take the brass ring. You know, he doesn't want you to use alternative means. He wants to, in the context of sports entertainment as Vince McMahon has created it, you need to take the brass ring, which probably means playing politics as well as, you know, doing all the other stuff. So if you try no to, <clears throat> you try to do it on your own. Hopefully. As the torch is passed and we see that new generation of leadership in WWE, hopefully that will happen less and less and we'll be able to see people do it more on their own. So let's get into the Paige and Charlotte thing. So they main evented Raw. Uh, What is your opinion on contract signings in general? Are you a fan of the contract signing as a uh, piece of sports entertainment? Uh, I understand the point that they serve. Um, you know, building tension, building suspense, giving a venue for things to boil over, etc. But I do not have any fondness for them personally. I understand what they're attempting to do, but they're typically very one note, pretty predictable. It's going to end in a brawl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Typically. I hate them. Yeah, I just hate them. To me, it is the ultimate sign of we're stalling for time here. We want to continue this story, but we don't have any real way to do it. So we're just going to bring us out here and we're going to talk at each other. And then someone's going to flip a table and you're right. Somebody's going to punch somebody or slap somebody or there's going to be a brawl. I, I think that to me, maybe not more than any other thing, but that's a clear sign that you have too much 
time in wrestling or you're devoting too much time to these stories if you're going to need a contract signing. And I'm all for Paige and Charlotte having a chance to deepen that feud. That doesn't bother me. And also the purist in me that we talk about repeatedly here on DDT Wrestling, the purist in me feels like a match needs to be your main event segment. You need to end with wrestling. And again, I'm wrong. That's my opinion. I know it's an opinion, and I know that it's probably not an accurate opinion because if we looked historically at probably the highest rated ending 15 minutes of Raw, probably very few of them had actual matches, you know. If Steve Austin's kidnapped Vince McMahon and has him in the trunk of the car, that's going to be a top-rated segment as a main event. It's just the way I personally see the world of wrestling. I want wrestling at the forefront. Um, so, did you watch the segment? Did you see Paige and Charlotte? Did you? So, I, it doesn't really matter. The the important thing we let's assume we both watched it because neither of us did. Let's assume we both watched <laughs> it. Um, Paige went down a road that I didn't expect her to go. She brought up uh, Reed Flair. If for those of you who don't know, and you all do by this point, because it's been all over the social media, Reed Flair is Ric Flair's son, Ashley slash Charlotte Flair's brother, who died of a heroin overdose some years ago, two or three years ago, I believe. And she began, she mentioned Reed Flair in a not so flattering light and got real personal and I will say breaking news here WWE recently in the last hour or so released a statement clarifying because there was such I won't even call it backlash there was such a hubbub a hullabaloo if you will blow up there was a hubbub about this that they said subject matter this personal is only approved as a result of the strong advocacy of talents themselves but ultimately, essentially, WWE is responsible for its own programming. So what I get from that is Charlotte was okay with it. What did you know who you, wasn't okay with it? Was okay with it because some, do you know, but do you know who was not okay with it? Tell me, who is not okay with it? Ric Flair. How do you know? Because Ric Flair went on to his podcast and said he wasn't okay with it. Please tell me you don't listen to Ric Flair's podcast. I don't, but I read some article about it, so I presume it's true. And how do you feel? How do you feel about using such personal stuff, personal details, whether or not it's tragedy? How do you feel about wrestling getting real, so to speak? Well, I mean, we're in the reality era, right? There's nothing that's taboo anymore. Everything is on the internet. Everybody knows all the things going on in everybody's personal lives. Um in fact, to ignore that to some extent is folly, right? Because when all the fans know something's true and you ignore it or you try to redirect it, uh, you know, Lord Tensai as a less extreme example, you know, the, the crowd fights mm-hmm. to have that reality sort of recognized. But So, like, I understand that in principle. But... Is this too personal? I mean, I don't know, man. If it were fresh, I mean, probably absolutely. It's a few years down the road. I don't know necessarily that it actually makes it any better. Is it a decision I would have made if I was looking for a cheap insult at somebody in my personal life? Is that something I'd bring up? I mean, probably not, unless I was really trying to hurt someone. But then you think about the storyline, and isn't that what Paige is trying to 
to do, and if you do accept that this is entertainment, albeit entertainment in the reality era, so she's striving to make a believable sort of interaction, I mean, I guess I understand. I don't know that I like it, though. And either way, the fact that we're talking about it, I think means that it ultimately worked. I guess. Right, I I have a lot of thoughts on this. You know, I I want to ask a couple of questions to to kind of clarify your thoughts and and be able to add my own. Um, obviously, the statement that I read from WWE indicates that Charlotte approved it. She must have, you know, strong advocacy of the talents themselves. So obviously, Charlotte must have said it was okay to bring this up. The th- problem with that is. If you tell me, you use the word strong advocacy of the talent, you say that phrase to me, and that says to me that she didn't say, oh, okay. That says to me that she brought it up and said, oh, we should use this. That's what those that choice of words says to me, and I don't think that's true. Uh, I think the WWE, in that choice of words, is overstating their case, my opinion. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know what happened backstage. But I can't imagine that this was Charlotte's idea. Um, no. Maybe it was. No, I, I, I think this is probably think, their way. I think more likely they had this idea, and as Ric Flair sort of said on that show, again, secondhand knowledge, she's not in a position in her career where she can say no. So she probably said yes regardless of what her personal opinion was on it. And so to use the word strong advocacy of the talent, I think, is most likely dishonest at best um, to talk about what the WWE just put out in that press release. Mm-hmm. I, I think you make a valid point. I, I don't think Charlotte you know, said, oh, hey, talk about my dead brother, why don't you? That'll, <clears throat> you know, unless she was trying to come up with ways to cry. Cause but I th- you know, I mean, I could be wrong. No, I, I could I, be wrong. I think you're probably right because that sounds true to me. The whole idea of them going up to her and saying, so in order for, because, you know, Paige, I, from what I've seen, which has been little, you all know how I feel about women's wrestling, <clears throat> Paige hasn't More been like getting More like how booed. Mrs. Matthews feels about women's wrestling, am I, I right? No, no, I, I, I it, it doesn't do a whole lot for me, but... I think Paige has been getting a fair amount of cheers from this, you know. It's talking about how how terrible this is and calling it calling things as she sees them is not going to turn off a lot of the fans. A lot of the fans are going to respond to that cuz she's, you know, she's being honest. Um and then Charlotte, you know, I had such high hopes for her in NXT. I loved watching her wrestle in NXT because I had never- I think okay. I think this is where you're going, so let me just ask you. I wanted to ask you this, but you're getting there quicker than I could get to the questions. Let me just cut you off for a second. Why did they do this? Did they do this to get heel heat onto Paige? Or did they do this to to get a better babyface reaction onto Charlotte? Because she, as some people maybe would interpret it, has been getting, let's just say, a lacking crowd response thus far I think it is both and then some I think you do it to get Paige heel heat because like I said she's been getting cheered you do it to get some sympathy at least and some popularity for Charlotte and you do it to put some real emphasis into this feud 
<clears throat> I don't think it's a bold statement for me to say the whole NXT invasion, the Divas Revolution, the gang warfare, if you will, fizzled at the end, if not from the very beginning, with all of the PCP, PVC pipe, and Team they, Bad, uh, and all of they that. They severely mismanaged the Divas Revolution. So now, so now you have this group of Divas... Opinion. ...who has nothing to do. You know, eventually we're going to see Sasha and Naomi fight over control of Team Bad. That's That seems written on the wall for me. That seems to be a fact. I know it can't be proven, but that seems to be where they're going to eventually head. They're going to have a power struggle. So now you've got all these people with nothing going on, and you need to do something. So hopefully this allows them to have a couple of months, because once again, I'm fairly sure TLC honestly is in three weeks from this Sunday. There's going to be another pay-per-view that's going to happen right after this, so a lot of these matches are going to happen. So we're going to see Paige versus Charlotte uh, at Sunday at Survivor Series, and then we're going to see it again in some sort of gimmick match in three weeks. So... I think it does all of those things. And I think in that sense it did well. But I don't think strong advocacy is the right word. I think they went to her and said, here are all the reasons why we think this is a good idea. Are you okay with it? And like you said, Ric Flair, I, you know, no matter how I feel about him, he's absolutely right. Charlotte's not in a position to, to start exercising creative control of her storyline, no matter who she is or who she's related to. She might have been able to say, well, I really don't know because, you know, it was too soon and all that kind of stuff. But it's in her best interest, career-wise, to go along with it. So, But if she says yes, honestly... You know, maybe it's in poor taste, but if she's okay with it and she wasn't, like, you know, super coerced into it, who are we to say it was a bad thing? Are there certain topics to you that no matter what the talent advocates are completely off topic? Is there things that really can't be discussed besides going into, you know, obvious curse words and super insults and all of that? Is there anything off topic? For me? In in your opinion, not you personally, but in the world of wrestling, is there a subject that they can go into? Can somebody go on, you know, when Seth Rollins gets back, can a heel Dean Ambrose start making comments about the fact that, you know, pictures leaked and all of that kind of stuff? Can we, can we talk about that? Or, you know, what's, where's the line? Is there a line? No. And 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 to to go on, I wanted to. I mean, I don't think so. I don't think there's a line. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of that. Again, we're in the reality era, man. Embrace it. This stuff happens. Get out there in front mm-hmm. of it. That's how you get your. That's how you make your product popular again. I think. Don't ignore it. Embrace it, and and own it. Just own it. Yes. But that said, I understand that I'm a minority here. We're living in a very PC age and will likely do so for the next 60 years to a decade. Yes. Therefore, uh, yeah, I guess maybe they should be watching a little more closely the things that they're saying. The boys on the other, on NAI pod brought up a valid point. And you and I were in the room together when we learned that Roddy Piper passed away. You and I were in the room. I think that's the podcast that never was because I didn't know how to podcast back then, so I lost the audio. But Roddy Piper, I don't think, thought for two seconds about whether or not what he said was going too far or was going to be too offensive. 
And that's why he was the type of heel he was when he was a heel, because he said whatever he thought or whatever he thought would get a good reaction, and who cares what the repercussions are. If people are going to try to attack me in the parking lot, so be it. Now, obviously, we can't have that kind of heel in the PG era, but there's another prime example of a top talent because he could say anything he wanted. And I don't know if that's kind of what they're trying to go for in the PG, you know, realm. Because obviously, it took it came out of left field for me to hear that somebody started talking about a dead brother. That's a little much to me, but I don't know. So it makes the match more. In, there's more emotional investment in the match, and it certainly had a lot of people talking about it for the last few days. So that's something. So it in worked. And of itself. So it worked exactly. So it worked. Um, so your thoughts, your productions. We got to get some productions in here. I know this pay per view snuck up on us. Page versus Charlotte for the Divas Championship. Uh, who do you think wins? Probably Charlotte. I yeah, I think especially after what happened Monday. I don't know that she holds the belt long term. You know, I think Page could win it. I do. I think Page could win it. But I do also. Th- I do think that she wins. You know, she has to overcome this whole thing. We've we've seen a whole lot of Charlotte overcoming in these last months. She had to overcome with Nikki Bella working over the leg and all of that kind of stuff. And don't. And what was that term that you said? She was. She's been. She's been. What she been doing these last few months? She's been persevering. That's not what you said. She, no, that's what I've been saying. And said. it was something that she did with Nikki Bella? That's not I'm hot. going back and changing the audio. She's been persevering. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. There's uh-huh. my line. Um, uh-huh. and, and I think that's part of the reason why I have been so disavowed, or that's probably the wrong word. I've been so disenchanted, that's a better word, with... Charlotte on WWE. Oh, Boston. dude, do you even watch wrestling? Do you even care about wrestling? What are you hosting a podcast for? You disenchanted here. What are you talking about wrestling for? Because I, I like pretending I'm popular and getting closer to those 1,000 followers. So, you know, that, that's why Fair I enough. do it. But Charlotte in NXT didn't strike me as having anything to prove. She was the dominant women's wrestler who could push around others and and I and I liked that kind of aggression. Since she's gotten into WWE, she's she, you know somebody that tall and that athletically gifted with that kind of pedigree shouldn't have to be an underdog. So I don't understand why she keeps having to persevere uh, when she just athletically. You look at her and you go, yeah, she's supposed to be champion. She looks more intimidating than anyone on the roster. So. But again, that's neither here nor there. I do think Charlotte wins. Once again, we've spent a huge amount of time talking about women's wrestling, which I just find... Did Asuka have a match on NXT last night? I, I still need to catch up. Did Asuka wrestle? The fact that I'm not smiling means no. Okay. Did Nia Jax wrestle? Of course she did. How do you feel about a potential Nia Jax and Eva Marie coalition? I don't care. Okay. Fair enough. I don't know enough about Nia Jax yet to care about her, and I don't care about Eva Marie. Okay, so. that's fair. I'm not asking anyone to care about Eva Marie. I'm just i I had this argument on Twitter. I think it's great that she's challenging for the women's title. She's not going to win. Stop telling me what you're going to do. You know, 
People are tweeting, hey, if Eva Marie wins the women's title, all the people at Full Sail should just get up and walk out. She's not going to win. Stop it. But she's embracing the hate, and you know what? I'm fine with that. Her being around, having Nia Jax as a bodyguard potentially, all of that is great. When someone is that booed, I don't care why she's hated. When someone's that hated, you run with it. Is she going to get better in the ring? I have no idea. Maybe this is her ceiling, and maybe she never wrestles an actual match that matters. But go with it. Allow her to be hated if that's what she's good at. I mean, she's going to be the NXT Women's Champion after uh, next week, so... Well, and and if she does, then I might have a different opinion. If next week I watch NXT and Eva Marie wins the women's title, maybe I'll have a different opinion. But right now... Do you think there's a chance of that? No. No. Why not? Why not? Because while she's hated and while she has... The only way it happens is if Nia Jax interferes somehow and she steals it. Plus, you've got to build Bailey up as being... A, a champ. You've got to build Bailey Do up you? as a champion. I think so. I know she's supposed to be the ultimate underdog, little you know, Bailey with the headbands. But they need to do something more with Bailey because right now her title reign is striking me as about equivalent to the VOD villains. I know it's an awful thing to say. No, she's she's a great wrestler. She puts on some great matches, but come on, the like the one like major story like plot of your reign so far was you teamed up with the hype bros, like. Come on. Come on. So, I don't know where we're going from here. I think Bailey has a you know, gets a couple of high profile wins and whether or not beating Eva Marie counts as high profile, I don't know. But so you didn't watch NXT. But there was I think 3 women's matches as well as a backstage interaction between Dana and Asuka. Like, I think, like, half the runtime of that show was women's matches, if not more than half. <laughs> uh, it was, I, I'm not complaining. Uh, I thought it was actually sort of refreshing that it's just so strange that they just shed all these top women stars, and now they're, like, doubling down on the women's division. There's so many new people there, like, all the time. Uh, like there's There was this new, I don't know if she was new or not, if she's been there a few times, I don't know. But Mary-Kate... I don't know who that is, but she faced Emma. It was an okay match. Was Ashley uh, there? Uh, no, but I felt like at one time someone on the commentary team made that joke as well, and it wasn't funny then either, to be honest. Was, but, Dan- you know. was Danny Tanner there? Now that's hilarious. Thank you. Um, I think I saw that. Was Mary-Kate a, a larger person? Um... Smaller than Nia Jax, but yeah, I believe if the rumor, if what I saw online is true, I believe she used to be a var- a very large woman, and she wrestled in TNA as like Rosie huh. Lotta Love or something like that, and lost a whole bunch of weight, and now is wrestling in in NXT. I don't have a well, problem with it. You know- I'll tell you that she had a black and gold outfit on, and Mrs. Manson said, "Who's the Bumblebee?" There you go. Okay, well. That's that's where we're at then. That's where we're <clears> at. I think if you look at the Divas division in WWE, and I really didn't want to talk about it this much, but it, it's true. The Bellas are gone in two years, I think. The Bellas are gone. Alicia Fox is a bit player at best. Summer Rae is a bit player at best. Lana might get fired before she even recovers from this hand surgery because people seem to just hate everything she does backstage. Um, you've got Charlotte, Sasha... 
Becky, Paige, Naomi-ish. You need some more. I'm glad they're trying to develop stars. You got to do in with the women what you did with the men. You try a whole bunch of things. You throw a whole bunch of spaghetti at the wall, and you see what sticks. Maybe Bumblebee is great. Maybe she disappears, and we don't see her again. That's fine. Maybe, you know, whoever it is, Billy Kay and... Gianna and Marley, whatever the ridiculous names these women have are, maybe they're going to be big stars. Maybe they're not. Because if you look at it, Asuka has to be in WWE in a year. I would think. Ish. I mean, I can tell she knows. Well, I don't. Actually, I don't know. This is this is opinion, not fact. But uh, it seems like she knows zero English. Um, Dana said something to her backstage on that show last night. And Asuka took off her mask, turned to Dana, and said, Yes! Like she'd never said the word yes in the English language in her entire life. Um, and so, I don't think she needs to talk. No. Ever. She doesn't. Which is probably where you're going. Yes. Um, but I could see that that could be holding her. Those facial expressions, that body language, that ability to to communicate with a crowd without a single word she could never speak and have a 10 year career she could speak in she could speak in four word sentences you know she's caveman lawyer or whatever that SNL <laughs> character was she speaks in four words of broken english and she's fine she, you know what i mean so oh yeah absolutely but i i think building on you know getting as many women as you can Seeing if you can find some some top female talent is great. I'm all for it. I can't say I'm going to, you know, really jump on the excited train for it, but I'm happy that they're doing it. What I'm also happy that they're doing is, would you want to talk about Taker and Kane here, or do you want to talk about the tournament? I don't care. What I'm also happy about that they're doing (laughs) is they're having this tournament. I love tournaments, and... Monday was a great Raw because we had four... No, we had three quality matches and we had Alberto Del Rio making me hate him more than I've hated him ever in life. Why? Why do you hate him? What was wrong with his performance on Monday? It was uninspired. I don't care. A lot of people were... You know, somebody... Adster, I think it was Adster, our friend from the UK over there uh, on Twitter, was talking about how disrespectful it was that he pulled off Kalisto's mask... That to me seemed like an accident. I don't think he was he was reaching for the mask, and I think it just came undone. And obviously, he tried to put it back on right away and tr- gave him time to put the mask on. He wasn't trying to be disrespectful, but that was a lazy, uninspired performance. And it seemed like he was like, "I don't feel like I deserve to be out here wrestling someone like Kalisto, so I'm not even going to give half an effort." I'm going to give a quarter of an effort, win, and maybe wrestle a little bit better versus Roman Reigns. I So what you're saying is that you love Alberto Del Rio for all the same reasons that you love Eva Marie. He's embracing the hate. This is a valid character to go out there and act like this is all beneath him, like the crowd seems to want to believe about him. Just go out there, give an uninspired performance. That's okay, right? The fact that he's not entertaining makes him the total package. To quote one DC Matthews. I'm going to text Mrs. Manson right now and tell her you were talking about Alberto Del Rio's package. 
And she would say, what about it? I've really never noticed it before. Is it really anything like, is it small? Is it large? Oh, man, I got to go check it on the DVR. That's not what your wife sounds like at all. <laughs> eh, that's what I hear. Love you. <laughs> wow. We're going to have a lot more time to podcast when our wives leave us after listening to this show. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um I, I don't think the the similarities are the same. I I don't think this is a character that Alberto Del Rio is promoting. He but isn't that perfect? Does it have to be a character? Nobody nobody hates Eva Marie because of her character. They hate her because of what they interpret her to be as a person, a terrible wrestler with no interest in learning the business. Right? I don't know that they see that. I think they see her as someone who is trying at least somewhat to improve and just doing a very poor job of it. I think that's what you see. I think most people think that she's not improving at all. Uh, I, and I don't agree with those people. I do agree with you. I do think she's improving, you know, a little bit. But I just, again, I can't, I mean, that, that's off topic. But that's are you topic. honestly telling me that this is the character? The character of Alberto Del Rio is he is going to go out and have a bad match? No, I'm not saying that's the character. But... Um, isn't that a perfectly valid way to be a heel in the reality era? I mean, even if it's not intentional, maybe it becomes intentional. Okay. I follow you. I don't know that I agree with you. I don't know this if I like share your When we opinion. talked about you know the Miz being the best heel in WWE today, it's the same thing, right? If he were to be doing this on purpose, which I don't know whether or not he is yet or not, but if we talk about it enough, maybe it'll come true. I don't know. I don't know. I I felt cheated because that was supposed to be a good match. And it's not just because Kalisto didn't win. I see all the reasons why Kalisto should have lost. And it all has to do with the Roman Reigns storyline. Roman Reigns gets more out of beating Del Rio than he does out of beating Kalisto. I get that. But Alberto Del Rio didn't even look like he was trying. And... At, le- at the very least, Eva Marie looks like she's trying. She just stinks. And I would rather have effort and no talent than all the talent in the world and not a bit of effort to actually show it. You know, I'd rather have you try and get a C than get a B because you didn't feel like putting in the effort to get an A. And that's my life story. Probably mine too, but that is what, when I'm when I'm watching wrestling. I want to see passion. I got into Randy Orton in 2015 because he finally, after a long time, showed. Pa- stop it! Showed you said it. Not will me. you stop it, brain? Um, showed passion. He actually looked like he was having fun out there, and you saw it. His in-ring work got better. His promos got better. His facial expressions got better. Alberto Del Rio looked like, I'm coming out here to cash my paycheck, and that's it. Could that be a good character? Maybe. Is that what I want from my United States champion and semifinalist in this tournament? No. So I didn't like that match very much. The other matches, Reigns versus Cesaro, was phenomenal. Best Roman Reigns match I've ever seen. Um, 
Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler. I liked that match a lot too. Owens versus Neville, you knew you were going to get an excellent match. They didn't disappoint. So Raw was great because we had three really good quarterfinal matches. And we're heading into Survivor Series. Roman Reigns is going to fight Del Rio, and I do think Del Rio will put more effort in because this match he'll feel like he is deserving of. And Kevin Owens versus Dean Ambrose could be... I could watch those two wrestle and talk and interact for a long, long time in a program together. So what do you think about the matches, the tournament so far? How do you feel things have gone? Uh, it's been fine, but I I don't know. I know you like tournaments and all, but I just... I always... It, I don't know. I just have a lot of problems with a lot of different things. And, like, in this particular case, it's just like, okay, so the authority said, here you go, Roman Reigns, have this on a silver platter, just be our guy. Roman Reigns says, no, forget it. Why does the authority then put him in the tournament? Wouldn't they, what, wouldn't they just say, oh, all right, uh, well, you're fired. The end. And then we'll put, or, or, or maybe you keep him around. And you deny him even entry into the tournament. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I, sometimes the motivations and the actions that follow from the perceived motivations don't follow. And I, I have trouble with that. But, I mean, beyond that, okay, we're on the Roman Reigns train. Uh, tournament's great, I guess, except we know that Roman Reigns ends up in the finals. So why bother having any of his matches on TV at all? There's no tension there. I have when I watch like fiction or I read or I read a book or watch a movie. Uh, I have a lot of trouble with prequels because if if the prequel has to do with the same characters, uh, I I know where those characters end up. And maybe the journey is interesting in the prequel. Maybe the journey, you know, that's the story, right? It's all about the journey, not the destination. But if I know, for instance, that you're in a life-and-death situation and this character makes it to the, 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 the later stories, I have no suspense. There's no tension there. And it ruins that journey for me to some degree, knowing what the outcome likely is to be, even if I don't know the specifics. So is that your biggest problem with the first three Star Wars movies, episodes one, two, and three, that you knew where the characters were going? No, my biggest problem with those movies is that they were terrible. And how do you feel... We talked about Die Hard last week. I've heard on some Kevin Smith podcasts that they're going to make a sixth Die Hard. I think it's number six. But it's going to be one of those, you know... Bruce Willis is reflecting back to like his what his first big thing and it's going to be a prequel. It's going to be a young John McClane, his first time having to overcome some sort of crisis. Uh, Wasn't that Die Hard 1? I think this is going to be even prior to that. Though I would love it if they just had a quick 5 second shot of Bruce Willis on a plane thinking back and then they just completely remade Die Hard shot for shot with completely new characters except for Reginald Vell Johnson who can still play the cop. But Agreed. Yeah, no, I have no opinion on another Die Hard. I would have to watch some more Die Hards first. So, so what you're saying is the tournament lacked something to you because we all knew Roman Reigns was going to get to the semifinals. Because it is a fact that he's in the semifinals. Whether or not My he gets, opinion is he's going to make it to the finals. I think that's the opinion of 99.9% of people. I would be there. actually very happy 
because it would put a wrinkle in the story, and it, it would. I mean, so I mean, again, the analogy with the prequels is not an exact one to one, right? Because there, I do know that the character makes it to another point uh, in the story. I don't know for a hundred percent fact that Roman Reigns makes it to the finals here, but the story has been so concerned with him without ever developing anyone else that it just seems so obvious that that's where they're going and I find that disappointing even if that is where they were going I wish, I said this before I just wish somebody else had come out during that promo that somebody else was getting some of the spotlight during this thing like why couldn't after he said no why couldn't Triple H have gone to Dean Ambrose or to Kevin Owens or whoever and said alright so you saw that he put us down guess what you're number two, and you shouldn't feel bad about being number two, because that means you're actually number one now. And then, you know, putting someone else in there, putting the authority's weight behind another horse that's in this race. I'm not saying that that's going to be good, but at least then you'd be adding another dynamic player to this story, as opposed to having just Roman Reigns there and a bunch of static characters. I don't want to get on the whole you don't pay attention piece but did you watch Raw? Because Triple H chatted with Del Rio, Cesaro, and Owens in little interstitials and it wasn't gr- it wasn't huge like that but there were moments where he was going backstage and talking to you know those three he didn't go to Ambrose he didn't go to Kalisto or anything like that but he talked to the to the heels and Reigns next opponent to be talking about you could be the guy you know you're a prize fighter and we could use a prize fighter what- and you know what? it's great that they did that but it's a little too little to- too late Yes, there's got to be weight behind it to the point where it seems like this is a viable alternative to the story. It has to actually appear as a possibility, which I just, I don't think that's come across very well Mm -hmm. in the story as they've told it. I think you're right, and I think we can both safely say my prediction is Roman Reigns wins beating Del Rio. I'm assuming your production would be similar, Roman Reigns winning? Absolutely. All right. The other semifinal match is one I'm a little less confident in my prediction because I can see two different stories being told depending on who wins. I can see an Owens-Reigns story. I can see the Reigns-Ambrose brothers in an awkward position kind of story. So, um, who... To which opponent... Would the crowd have a stronger reaction should Roman Reigns ultimately prevail? Would the crowd be hotter if he beats Owens? Or would the crowd be hotter if Reigns beats Ambrose? And it's kind of funny the way I phrase that question, isn't it? I didn't ask about... I didn't ask it as though somebody else might win here. (laughs) Maybe that's just wearing my heart on my sleeve. But regardless, I mean, what do you think the crowd would give a stronger reaction to, hypothetically, if Reigns wins? Well, and and it depends on what kind of reaction we're referring to. If Reigns beats Ambrose in a close contest and there's that show of, you know, they're, they're friendly throughout and it's just a wrestling match and all of that kind of thing... 
and Reigns wins, I think there's a a positive reaction, but there's going to be some disappointment there because people are expecting someone to turn on someone. We've been expecting it for months now. This seems like the perfect time, which is probably the third or fourth perfect time in a row we've had this to have this happen. So I, but I think, I think you're going to get a stronger reaction, be it positive and negative. If Reigns were to beat Owens, because you're going to have Kevin Owens, internet darling, everyone loves him on Twitter. He's fighting with Sabrina, the teenage witch on Twitter and all of those kinds of things. And I think you're going to get a strong positive reaction because he'll be wrestling a heel. Don't you mean Clarissa? Well, Clarissa explained it all. Sabrina was the teenage witch. I see. And I watched too much Nickelodeon as a child. So... I think the stronger reaction comes from Owens, but I think that's also the more mixed reaction. You know, I don't know what they're if if I, I and see this is my I, this I, is my I, problem. I think I think I think Ambrose is the more mixed reaction, right? Because if Ambrose goes in that match and loses, and it's just a straight wrestling match with no turn, aren't people just kind of like? Well, I guess that's not a stronger reaction. No, that's what it is. That's that's if, just more of a. Uh, if Reigns reaction. if Reigns beats Ambrose and then they hug it out at the end, all of right, those Ambrose nod. fans that you and I have talked to online once or twice are going to celebrate because oh the brotherly love overcomes all. But most people are going to be like, really, they're still friends. Right. Okay, so that's when that's when Dean Ambrose becomes officially Dean the Afterthought Ambrose when that happens. Um, I, I, and in my head, I can't see this being Roman Reigns climbing the mountaintop. Like, you can't have the story end here in such a, dare I say it, B-level pay-per-view. You know, Roman Reigns has been clawing his way back up since last year's WrestleMania. You're going to tell me six months later he fixed everything he needed to fix and all of a sudden he's fine? Or are you going to tell me that he has to continue to fight and scratch and claw for an entire calendar year before finally WrestleMania 32 is the Roman Reigns moment? To me, that's the better story. So I struggle with this, especially with an Owens Ambrose prediction, because like you've hinted, I'm not sure any of the men in these semifinals walks out of here as champion. Yeah. I mean, because you take a step back, right? And, I mean, obviously we're having this tournament because Seth Rollins is injured. But you look at these guys that are potentially going to be in the finals of this match, and are these are any of these guys that you really thought they were going to put the title on before WrestleMania 32? No. And then also think about the fact that, you know, none of these guys have done anything since Seth Rollins got injured to come to the front of this pack. We talked about how there was an opportunity for somebody to rise to the forefront, to grab a seat of power. We speculated that some big names were going to come back, and nobody has. And you've just got these young guys, standard roster, here they are, and none of them have done really anything to change anyone's opinions on any of them. Mm -hmm. It's just the status quo. What is going on? Well, I, I think it's 
there is a power vacuum at the top, and we've talked about it many times. John Cena's off filming a reality show. Randy Orton heard himself taking out the trash, and he went to get married. Seth Rollins is injured. Brock Lesnar's on a part-time deal. You've The Undertaker's wrestling Bray Wyatt, which I don't even know if we're going to get the chance to talk about here. Not that I even care that much to discuss it, if I'm going to be incredibly honest. I feel bad because it's The Undertaker's 25th anniversary, and I don't care about this match all that much. But there's not a lot of guys at the top. This is a mid-card. If, if you told me the quarterfinals for the U.S. title or the Intercontinental title, I'd believe you. You know, these these yes. are guys that you would expect to be mid-card to lower main event card guys. And here they are. Like I said, that yeah. The thing that concerns me is I don't feel like any of these guys have done anything to step into that main event scene since Seth Rollins went out. I don't feel like any of them have have grabbed any no. of that power, no. any of and, that spotlight. And in their defense, there hasn't been a lot of opportunity. You know, it, I'm not sure exactly how they would have unless you were going to push them too. You know, they he gets injured on a random weekend, and then the following Monday on Raw, they announce this tournament. You know, I think if you look back in the last six months or so, Roman Reigns has taken steps forward. Do I think he's ready for the world title? No, I do not. But at the same time, what are the options for WWE right now with such a power vacuum to have all of these top names out or off or doing other things and then to have your champion hurt, you're kind of like, okay, I've got a, a group of B to B plus players you know, or guys who are not quite ready for prime time, and somebody has to be my champion. So. Right, and then I, I I put forward the question: what What do you do for you? Put forward the question: What do these guys actually do uh, to grab that spotlight? And honestly, they've all kind of had a chance, right? Roman Reigns had his spot with Triple H. Owens had that spot that same night where he was coming to the mm-hmm. ring with the microphone. And then last night, after Ambrose—not last night, this last week—after Ambrose beat Dolph Ziggler, he got on the mic, got on the mic, and he said nothing that made any sense at all. No, he and, he, he he got very our truth about you know when I'm king, I'm going to make this, and I'm going to put Michael Cole in a fish tank, and I'm like, what in God's name right. does that mean? So they kind of gave they kind of so you can't even really put the blame on creative here. They they did sort of give each of these guys at least an opportunity mm-hmm. to do something. And honestly, the only one of them that I can really, I really think strongly about at all is Roman Reigns interacting with Triple H. He's the only one that really stays with me. I don't think he did anything particularly memorable. I can make a case for Kevin Owens. You know, I can make a case for Kevin Owens who just in his body of work in 2015, when you think about it, January, if I remember correctly, January 2015, he's not on WWE or NXT. And he is shot up like a meteor in this calendar year. So I could see him doing that, and they kind of give it to him as the, now, Kevin, you have the belt and the ability to say, in less than 12 months, I've won just about everything there is to win in this company, and now you have to deal with me. And I almost think, because this is the conspiracy theorist brain I have, the fact that Ambrose hasn't done anything makes me think that maybe it's him. You know, if this is the fine, the eventual Dean Ambrose heel turn or whatever, the fact that he is the afterthought 
makes him the most likely candidate. Because of the four guys in this semifinals, Triple H has approached three of them. Isn't the obvious swerve to be for the fourth guy to be the guy. So we need we yeah. need to get this done. So Owens or Ambrose. Right now, if you have to pick Owens or Ambrose, who wins? Go. Our truth. My bad. Y'all be good. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I I want most badly to see an Ambrose heel turn mm-hmm. at the end of this thing. I think Owens is more real. So you're picking Owens? Because I'm gonna, uh, I'm I'm gonna do the uh, thing which makes good radio. It's whoever you pick, uh, I'll pick the opposite. So I, I I'm because I, I can see, you know, I almost talked myself into Owens just then, given all those reasons why I thought Owens could do it. But I could also see Ambrose doing it. You know, I can see we haven't talked about Sheamus, and let's not talk too much about him. But you know, this could be it could be Reigns, Ambrose, and Triple H comes out and says, I don't want any one of you to do it, so Sheamus is gonna cash in when Sheamus is my guy temporarily at least. Oh, mm-hmm. I can totally see so, that. So let's talk about yeah. our second email here. Magnum, NAI Hall of Famer, sometime columnist, uh, Magnum at Magnum NAI, member of the New Age Insider staff and Hall of Fame, um, asked us to do a little bit of fantasy booking. He said, pick a winner of the tournament. And we'll do this in, you know, a very quick version. Um, Book him out to Mania. So, you know, how can you see... And again, you're not prepped for this. I might do this, and if you don't want to do it, that's fine. Because I have an idea in my head. Um, You know, pick a winner of the tournament, whether it be Roman Reigns, Sheamus, Ambrose, Owens, whatever. And just, you know, how do you see them getting to WrestleMania if they even do get to WrestleMania as champion? So I'll start. And if you want to think about it, go for it. If you don't want to think about it, you're not going to hurt my feelings. I invite you all to email us, ddtwrestling at gmail.com. Email us your thoughts. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go ahead and say what we just said. Sheamus cashes in somehow. He wins the title. So now he has the belt. Because the story is Roman Reigns can't get to the mountaintop. This whole year has been Roman Reigns' road to redemption. So that's the story. That's the underlying story here. So Sheamus wins. So then, and let's say he screws over Reigns and Ambrose. So let's say TLC becomes Sheamus versus Reigns versus Ambrose in a triple threat gimmick match for the title. And once again, Sheamus wins. So Sheamus is still your world champion. Reigns still can't get there. Well, we're in December now, and... John Cena should be coming back soon. So John Cena comes back, inserts himself into the title picture. Now Royal Rumble, it's John Cena versus Roman Reigns. No, sorry. John Cena versus Sheamus for the title. John Cena wins his 16th title at the Royal Rumble. And oh, by the way, Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble again. And hopefully this time to much more fanfare and without The Rock. Get The Rock out. Um, So now... WrestleMania 32 is John Cena versus Roman Reigns. And you've got your guy who has fought all year. He's been screwed over by Bray Wyatt. He's been screwed over by Triple H. He's been screwed over by Seth Rollins. All of that happens. And now you've got John Cena, who's now your 16-time world champion. And that's when Roman Reigns wins. He defeats John Cena, symbolically becoming the guy, wins his first title, has that WrestleMania moment. Do I want that to happen? 
Not necessarily. Could I see it happening? Sure. So I submit it to you, the neighborhood, and I submit it to you, Doc Manson. Uh, do you have an idea, or where where are you going? Yeah, I mean, it's just so hard to come up with something like that on the spot. Uh, you can you um, can write about it on newageinsiders.com. Yeah, right. Other people could. Tomorrow's Friday. It's Fan Friday, which you'll you'll fan hear Friday, about on get Saturday. There. So it'll be too late. But get your stuff in for the next time. Um, but but so so do you think Roman Reigns? I mean, more likely, I th- I think I see. Well, I mean, that was with WrestleMania last year. I just, I can't connect the dots. I don't know how we get from this tournament to to where I think. Man, I don't know. The thing in my head that you didn't bring up is going into WrestleMania season is what is Brock mm, Lesnar doing. And, I mean, he's going to come back. He's got to be inserted in there somewhere. I see him being involved in the main event. I could see Brock Lesnar being the champion going into WrestleMania. I could see John Cena having the story of trying to win the 16-time World Heavyweight Championship, trying to overcome the monster Brock Lesnar on the biggest stage of them all. That doesn't involve Roman Reigns at all. I understand what you've been saying about the, the the year of Roman Reigns' redemption, and that is a great story. And I, I mean, I guess that probably is where they're going. But like, I guess that makes more sense to me if that's like a triple threat match: John Cena, Roman Reigns, and Brock Lesnar, as opposed to just having Cena that's versus Reigns. That's a great Reigns. point. I, I, but I, then, for, I often and I feel bad saying this because he's such a beast. I often forget about Brock Lesnar when I'm doing fantasy booking. It's that whole out of sight, out of mind yeah. thing. So, I mean, then you've. Because that's the thing with Cena Reigns, you're I think lacking a strong mm-hmm. heel, which Lesnar possibly could provide. Um, and then you've got that dueling storyline of will Reigns redeem himself? Will Lesnar continue to be dominant, or will Cena win as 16-time World Champion? And that's a lot of buzz to be happening around WrestleMania. So I, I, I like that idea. But I mean, how do you get from this tournament to Brock Lesnar being you champion? could you could have again. Sheamus wins the title, and you know Brock Lesnar is the talent who takes the title whenever he wants it. Yeah, but I mean at the same time, like if Roman Reigns wins this tournament, it damages him. If Brock that's why Lesnar I'm bringing up Sheamus, him. literally Sheamus cashes in tomorrow night. For goodness' sake, Brock Lesnar comes out and says, right. "I want the belt," and wins it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I, I, I like that. I think yeah. that's a clever. That's a clever wrinkle. To, to the story, adding in Brock Lesnar. Because you've got Lesnar and Reigns have unfinished business. Lesnar and Cena have unfinished business. Cena and Reigns don't have any business, but the two of them are good. You know, you've got the guy and who could be the next guy. Heyman's in there somewhere. So that's a great, that's a great bit. I like that. Is it too much, perhaps? I, Maybe. Maybe Lesnar can be better applied somewhere else. I, I don't you know. know. But I don't want to see Taker versus no. Lesnar again. Although we I might. think we might. We might, but I don't want to see it. No, you're right. All right. Um, mm. We're coming up on the hour and a half mark, and we haven't talked a whole lot about Taker. So in a very brief period, do you care at all about Taker Kane versus Braun and Bray? I mean, it'll be a good match. I I don't. I, this is where, I, as, as mad as I sounded about it last week, this is exactly sort of what I expected. I mean, I expected Taker and Kane to be back at Survivor Series. I was maybe hoping that they were going to do some sort of traditional Survivor Series match, um, 
or maybe a four on four at the very least. If maybe if you didn't want to add anybody yeah. else to the Wyatt family, but but I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Like I'm over the fact that you know they kind of didn't commit to making Bray Wyatt a big star, just like they seem to have trouble committing to making anybody a big star in this tournament, which is why Sheamus probably is going to because <laughs> he's winner. been booked to be a big um, star. Correct. Um, at one time, but you know, so they're still throwing me some wrestle silly. Mm-hmm. They had a good opening segment the midget, on Raw. The, the midget thing with druids. the druids with the uh, that was cool. I like that. I like that a lot. I thought that was good imagery. I enjoyed that whole segment. I know it's goofy, but I like mm-hmm. I like the goofy. So I mean, yeah, they, they, they kind of got me back. I am disappointed that they didn't commit to Bray Wyatt. Uh, stronger than they did, but they're still providing me with, I think, mm-hmm. entertainment. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch the match. I just, but it's not. I, I, I just, good match. you know, it, having a tag match. Does anybody want to see Braun Strowman wrestle I, anybody? I, I, mean, I really? think he's an impressive one. I think that's it. Specimen. You know, if you saw not this week, but the past week. Taker and Kane wiped the floor with Harper and Rowan and had a little bit more trouble with Braun. Braun's the only one who physically matches up with Taker and with Kane. So I get why they're doing that. And then you can have Harper and Rowan creeping around ringside and interfering a little bit. Um, I don't like that it's just a regular tag match, though I will say having it be a tag match gives me more faith that Bray's going to win, or at least Bray's team's going to win. You know, I don't think... Undertaker feels like he needs to win at the 25th anniversary of his appearance. I don't think Vince McMahon feels like Undertaker needs to win on the 25th anniversary of his appearance um, because, you know, he'll win at WrestleMania and that'll be it. But I, you know, I just, I wanted there to be something more. I wanted Bray Wyatt to have a chance to be the sole survivor and have that moment that I'm beginning to worry is just never going to come. Um, you know, he's still doing great. I'm not saying he's being buried. Sorry, Laz, he's not being buried. But, but... No. He's he being is. booked very he strongly, is. really. But it could have but, been but so I, much and that's stronger. It. And that's it. I want in a moment where he is, he's literally got his foot on The Undertaker's body and he is like, I am here. This is, you know... And we haven't had that. I mean, they had that moment, right? They, we did have that moment. When they put him up and they carried him out with him leading the Wyatt family, and they were, and the next night when they were dragging yes. Kane behind, yes. him, they had but that. Then moment, the moment was fleeting, but it was fleeting. So I would like that moment yeah. to last a little bit. So I'm hopeful. I'm going to predict Bray and Braun win. Your production, sir, who wins? Yeah, I'll go with the right. Brothers of Destruction. So very, very quickly, TNA has a new TV deal. Um, have you ever watched Comet TV? I don't even have Destination uh, America. Oh, no. Ring of Honor is on Comet. TNA is on Pop TV. Two channels I've never also heard of. Also never heard of it. So also we'll talk more about that as time goes on. Uh, by the time we check Twitter, I'm sure we'll have spoiled for us all of the big stars who are appearing on the NXT tapings tonight. I, I, Not me. I actually... I don't read any of the dirt. The problem is, I if really you're on don't. Twitter, people get some sort of sick pleasure out of just posting. Hey, Eric Eric Young was spotted I, at Full Sail, which isn't true. Eric Young wasn't at Full Sail, but here here's my secret don't. to using Twitter: that 
Well, that's partially it. And when I do use Twitter, I only read my notifications of things that have basically been tweeted directly that, at that's me. That's probably a good idea. For days like this, that's probably what I should do. I should take a lesson from you, Doc Manson. He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. You can find him there on Twitter. You can find us at ddtwrestling at gmail.com. I am DC Matthews at DC Matthews NAI. I'd like to thank you for taking this ride with us here on DDT Wrestling in the neighborhood. Final thoughts, sir, on Survivor Series, on Cranberry Sauce, on the world in general, before we head off into that good night. Yeah. Good. I, do have I love to it say. when you do. Survivor Series. You started this show by saying, eh, eh, to Survivor Series. You didn't sound like you were being... You didn't sound like you thought there was much to look forward to. We ran down that card. We had a good discussion. It looks like there's a lot of questions on things that might actually happen. And despite you know us not really knowing anything about that tournament, but they have an opportunity there to do something, to fill that vacuum. It could be a very important show. I don't think either of us believe that it will be. I, I will you know, say this. Having this conversation over the last 95 minutes has, has turned me around a little bit because WWE, I will give them the benefit of the doubt, they've done well the last few months. They've taken lemons and made lemonade or taken booty and made bootyade, as Big E said. They've done well. I think this will be a good show. I think the problem is, and again, it comes back, we're going all the way around to the beginning again, the social media thing. We have expected every single outcome to transpire. And I think that whatever the outcome that actually happens, be it with Bray Wyatt, be it with the tournament on Survivor Series, it's not going to meet the lofty expectations that we social media fans have. And perhaps that's our own fault. But I do think I'm excited for the show. I think it's a little too thrown together for my taste, but I think it's going to be a good show. I'm excited to watch it. I'm more excited to talk about it with you next week on DDT Wrestling. So I hope you enjoy, Neighborhood. Enjoy Survivor Series. Promote some positivity. Focus on the good things that happen. And we will see you around the Neighborhood. We're ghosts.